Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello there once again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me again today for another podcast episode and this is episode number 49 the title of this episode is divine guidance and i want to close out the teaching on the holy spirit this week this will conclude uh, the 10 aspects of the holy spirit or works of the holy spirit in the life of the believer we have gone through all of those and we're going to i'm going to hit the last three here today so we've been talking about uh, the works of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer and it's important that we understand and know that the Holy Spirit he wants to be your teacher he wants to be your guide but the key is you got to submit to him and you have to obey him when he tells you to do something you have to obey him and when you begin to do this when you let when you submit to the Holy Spirit when you obey him then what will happen is you will begin to see him work through your life in a very, very powerful way. Well, before we begin, let us just start with the word of prayer. Father God, we thank you today for this time that we're able to listen to your word, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, that you open the ears of each and every hearer. Father God, give us ears to hear and give us a a heart to change, Lord. I thank you for touching each and every heart, near and far, wherever they may be, Father God, in the world. I thank you, Father God, that you are faithful. I thank you for encouraging the listeners today, Lord God, and you be glorified and magnified. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, if you've been following along, uh, then you will see and hear that uh, I've been talking about the works of the Holy Spirit and You can go back and listen to previous episodes and catch the rest of uh, all of that. So we want to, first of all, just review quickly. Uh, We talked about um, in the the 10 aspects of the Holy Spirit. Here we go. See if you've been following along. See if you can remember these. If you got these really, really down in your heart that you can say them without even looking at the paper, without even... Um, you can say them with me. So the first one is the Holy Spirit comforts. We saw that in John 14 and 16, that he comforts us, all right? The Holy Spirit indwells us in John 14 and 17. And by the way, these are all in the book of John. And the Holy Spirit, he lives on the inside of us. He's a, he's a permanent, has permanent residence on the inside of us. Number three, he teaches John 14 and 26, the Holy Spirit teaches us things. Number four, the Holy Spirit reminds us. He reminds us of the word. He reminds us of the promises of God. We saw that in John 14 
and 26. And as we yield to the Holy Spirit, number five, he will testify to us and he will also testify through us to those that don't know Christ. He will he will testify through us in John 15 and 26. Number six, he convinced the lost of sin, John 16 and 9. And he, number seven, convinces the saved of their righteousness in John 16 and 10. The last three, we're going to hit them today. We're going to try to condense these all down. Um, these last three, number eight, he guides, John 16 and 13. And number nine, he reveals, John 16, 13. And number 10, he helps us to worship. We'll see that in John 16 and 14. So from John 14 to 16, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And these are the last words that he's given to his disciples. Now, he could have talked about a myriad of things, but he chose to talk about the Holy Spirit. The last words, he gives them the information on the one that's going to be just like him. That was coming, all right? That was going to be just like Jesus, but that he was going to come and that we are to partner with the Holy Spirit. We're to partner with the Holy Spirit. So let us look at John 16 and 13, and it says, Howbeit when he, talking about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. All right. So John 16 and 13, the word guide talks about, was referring to the Holy Spirit that he will guide us. And this word guide, it means it's, it's like a guide. It's like one who shows a traveler the safest course through an unknown territory or an unknown country. A guide who knows the safest, the fastest, and the most pleasurable route to take. It's a tour guide. Or it's a guide for the blind. So the Holy Spirit is our guide. And if we will allow him, he will take us on an adventure of a lifetime. I can remember one time in particular, a lot of times when I travel, I always like to go somewhere where someone I know lives because it just makes it better. It makes it easier to get around. They can come and get me and take me around and show me the best way to places to go to eat and everything like that. So one time in particular, I remember we met with some friends. I was ministering uh, in, a, in, a, in a city close to theirs and they came to the meeting. And then on that the Sunday... Uh, we spent the day with them. My mom and I, we spent the day with them. And uh, they came and got us at the hotel. And we went to eat at Papado's. And uh, it was a real treat because it was the first time that I had been there. So they knew how to get there. They know the city. They know they know which route to take. They knew which way to go. And then we stopped off and did some shopping at the mall. And uh, then they brought us on home. And so it was so much fun because... They knew the area. They knew how to get around as opposed to us trying to uh, GPS everything or trying to figure out where to get. Now, when we came to the to the um, city from where, where I live, where, when we came, we took the route that the GPS told us to take. And it was like a back road. It was all these winding, curving roads. Oh, it was just like, what is this? All these back roads. Well, 
on the way back, we spoke with our friends who lived there and asked them what, what was the best way to go. So they gave us a better route or a better way because they were from that area, from that territory. So the Holy Spirit knows what lies up ahead. He knows what's behind. He knows what's on the left, on the right. He knows. And so if we will yield to him and listen to his voice, he will guide you. He will guide you and he will lead you. It's so much better when you go, when you travel or you're, you're, you take a, um, take a tour that you don't try to do it by yourself because you don't know where you're going. You'll get lost. It happens all the time. But when you, it's so much better when you have a tour guide, someone to help you to navigate, to navigate. So we don't know what's in the future. We don't know what lies ahead, but the Holy Spirit does. And he knows what's up ahead. And if you listen to him and if you follow him, he will lead you to the safest, the fastest, and the most pleasurable route. Your life will be exciting. Remember Romans 8 and 14, it says that for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So how do you know if someone's a son of God? Because they're led by the Spirit of God. And that word led, we talked about it in previous lessons, but it talked about um, that that the word led is the word ago, which means it means to lead, or it was talking about uh, an animal being led by a rope around their neck that followed the owner wherever they led them, wherever they went. If you've ever rode a horse, um, I like to go, I, I've, I like to ride a horse. I'm not an avid horseback rider, but I have ridden a horse before and mounted that horse, got up on there and uh, the instructor told us you get, the horse has that, that bit in its mouth and it said that when you want them to go, they told us, you know, what to do just to give a little nudge. But when you want it to stop, just pull it back just a little bit, just a little bit. And so I'm leading the horse and the horse is following my commands, what I'm telling it to do by the motions that I'm making. The horse knew what to do. And so we did perfectly fine because the horse listened to what I, I told it to do. So not that we're likened to an animal, don't, don't get me wrong here, but you understand what I'm trying to say. So a lot of times when the Holy Spirit is leading you to do something, especially when you're first beginning to kind of uh, listen to his leading, listen to his voice, your mind is going to struggle. Okay, your mind is going to struggle and say, well, why would I do that? Or why would I go say that to the person? But as you begin to step out, you become more and more sensitive to his leading. You'll become more and more sensitive to his tug and to his pull that you will begin to follow that leading more and more. And you'll be more sure, more confident that you'll know that this is the Holy Spirit. Now, there has been times when the Holy Spirit has led me not to go somewhere. There have been times with something just as simple as I might be getting ready to head out the door and I go past the tissue box and the Holy Spirit will say, get a couple, get, take a couple tissues with you. Because he knows that sometime throughout the day, I'm going to sneeze and need those tissues and not have anything around. And it's happened. I've listened and I've just grabbed like, what would I need some Kleenex for? But And, and I needed that Kleenex later on that day. And I'm like, I'm so glad I listened to the Holy Spirit. Um, I can remember another time that um, I was in uh, a CVS. And this has been like years ago, like right when I graduated from um, Bible school. 
and um, we stopped by there, and it was on another side of town because we were on our way somewhere, so I had to stop in and, and get something. So I went in to get something, and as I walked in, I looked down the aisle, and this, this man was down the aisle, and he looked just like he was up to no good. And the Holy Spirit said to me, don't go down that aisle. So I just passed by and I just started to pray in my spirit and I went past. So I was on the next aisle and it's like, I just, I, I just had a knowing that he's going to steal something. This man is going to steal something. And so sure enough, he got out there and stole something. If I had been down the aisle with him, he might would have done something. Maybe not, but I definitely didn't want to be in his way. And so I listened to the Holy Spirit. I listened to him, to him guide me. So if you listen to the Holy Spirit, he'll guide you. He'll protect you. He knows what's going to happen. He knows about the economy. He knows what's going to happen with the weather. He knows what's going to happen with the government. He knows where you should go on vacation. You better listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. He might tell you, don't go. Or he might tell you, yeah, you know, you might not have. A, if you have any uncertainty about anything, just, just put a pause on it. All right? He may tell you to wait. Just wait, not not yet, not quite yet. Will you listen to his leading? So if he's tugging at your heart today about whatever it may be, obey the prompting, obey the tugging, obey the leading, obey whatever. The, he may be leading you to call somebody. Well, I don't really want to call him. What do I say? He'll tell you what to say. He may be leading you to be a blessing to someone. Whatever it may be, obey the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, when you obey him, your life is so much better when you obey his prompting, all right? Just like, for example, we all experienced this uh, COVID crisis. Now, we didn't know it was coming. We, we didn't know the date or we didn't know that it was coming up. But I've talked to many people, and this has happened even in my own life. There were certain things that the Holy Spirit just, just prepared me to, to get and I listened to what he said and so when the when the crisis hit when it came you know I had toilet paper it didn't have didn't have didn't run out of it I had the things that I needed and whatever lies ahead in the future the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you and he will tell you what you need to get so that you can be prepared for whatever comes all right so that you can be prepared for whatever comes now Number nine, the Holy Spirit reveals. He, the Holy Spirit guides. He's, he's like a tour guide. He's leading us. And if we yield to him, he will lead you the fastest, the safest route. But he also reveals things to us. You can trust the Holy Spirit. You can trust and do what he tells you to do because he will not steer you wrong the bible says in john 16 13 it says how be it when the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truths for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come that word show it just means to tell you all the way up from the beginning to the conclusion, to tell or to fully show, even to rehearse. So if you listen to the Holy Spirit, the key is you got to listen and obey. 
You got to quiet yourself enough to hear his voice, to hear his promptings, to be obedient to when he's nudging you, to when he's leading you, to be obedient. So if you will listen, he will show you. I can remember when I was a young girl, started reading my Bible about like 10, 11, something like that. And um, I remember my mom, you know, I was like, this is like so much to take in. But she said that before you read, you pray, and you ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation knowledge. To reveal to you the truth. And that's what I did. Before I read the word, even to this day, Father God, <coughs> excuse me. Holy Spirit, give me revelation knowledge. Reveal your truth to me. And the Holy Spirit will speak to you as you read the word. He'll begin to open it up so that you can understand, so that you can comprehend, so that you can grasp the full meaning of what God is saying in his word. So that you won't be led astray. All right. So the Holy Spirit, he will reveal things to us. He'll reveal what you need to know because he sees what you can't see. He knows it all. He knows what's ahead. And if you listen, he will prepare you and he will help you to navigate. Even in these end times, he will help you to navigate. He'll help you. He'll help you navigate. So don't ignore the nudging. Don't ignore when he's telling you to do something. Don't ignore when he may wake you in the middle of the night. And you, you have a burden for someone to pray for someone. Pray for that person. You never know what they're going through. Don't ignore the nudging when he's telling you to send someone a text message to see how they're doing or to bless this ministry with, with, with a, a, a monetary gift or just to be able to whatever he's telling you to do, you do it. You do it. Remember the story, the parable of the first miracle that Jesus performed at the wedding and one of the things that sticks out to me, and in fact, one of the first messages that I taught was on this, that his mother Mary told the servants that whatever he tells you to do, you do it. You follow his instructions. You follow his instructions and you follow his leading. Don't ignore the Holy Spirit. Don't ignore the nudge. Follow the nudge. He wants you to know, if you want to know what... <laughs> What your kids are doing. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. I told my nephews, I said, you, 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 you know, you think, think you're grown and can do certain things. I said, y'all, y'all won't get away with nothing. I said, because the Holy Spirit will reveal it to your mother, reveal it to your grandmother, reveal it to your auntie, because we're praying for you. And we will pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal what's what's happening and 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 what's going on. Because we're not having it. We're not having it. And so if you want to know what's going on with your kids, you ask the Holy Spirit. He will reveal it to you. He'll reveal to you what's going on. He'll reveal to you what's happening. And lastly, the Holy Spirit. Hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me let me let me slow down. Listening to the Holy Spirit will save you time and it will save you money as well. <laughs> he will save you time and he will save you money as well when i was 
you know, when it came time for me to graduate from high school, I never, I knew that my education was not going to be like in a traditional sense where I would go to like a four-year college like most kids do. And so uh, I prayed and I asked the Lord what, what, what he wanted me to do. What, what he wanted me to do. And people try to sway me otherwise, but I stuck to what God told me to do. I stuck to what I, I knew that the Lord was telling me to do. He told me to sit out for a year. And in that year's time, I sat out and I just sought the Lord. And it was an appointed time. I could have went to college right away, but I sat out a year under the Lord's leading. And then when the time was right, he showed me where to go. And um, if I would have went earlier, I would have met a different group of people. But he wanted me to meet and know the people that I um, now know at this time. So you got to listen to the Holy Spirit. All right. And you got to listen to the Holy Spirit because he knows what your purpose and your plan is. The plan that God has for your life. He knows what it is. And so I didn't, I know I didn't want to waste my time and I didn't want to waste any of my parents' money by doing this and changing it up and doing that and and everything, but I knew that God had something special and unique for me. And so I asked him what he wanted me to do. And he told me and showed me what exactly what he wanted me to do, that he wanted me to go to a school that would train me in the things of the spirit. Because, you know, he had called me to, to preach the gospel. And so that's that's what I did. So um Paul said this in First Corinthians let's see here two let me get there real quick hold on two and twelve it says let me make sure that's right first corinthians two and twelve and it says yes two and twelve now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So God wants us to know. He wants us to perceive. He wants us to understand. He wants us to comprehend. He wants us to comprehend the things that are to come. God does not want us to be in the dark. That's why he wrote the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation was written for the believer to let us know what our future is. And uh, it's very clear, you know, and a lot of it, we're seeing it unfold right before our very eyes. But sometimes people are scared of that book. Once you understand the meaning of the book, that it's really God's judgment on the wicked. And if you don't fall in that category, you don't have nothing to worry about. Because if it gets too bad, I always say this, he, Jesus is going to come back to get us before it gets too bad. All right? So God wants us to know. He wants us to comprehend. He wants us to understand uh, these things. And I like the way Pastor Rick Renner says that God shows us these things because he doesn't want to scare us, but he wants to prepare us. He wants us to prepare us. Remember this. I learned this in Bible college. That preparation time is never wasted time. It's never wasted time. So if you're in a preparation season, God may be preparing you for something don't that's not a waste of time that's all part of his plan all right and uh see john 16 and 14 let's see what this is it says he shall glorify me 
for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. So the Holy Spirit, he shall glorify me. The Holy Spirit brings glory to Jesus. How does he do that? Because he performs acts through you and me. Those acts that he performs by leading others to Christ, that glorifies Jesus. By laying hands on the sick and they getting healed and recovering, that glorifies Jesus. By uh, rebuking devils and, and binding devils and someone gets delivered and set free, sets free, set free, that glorifies Jesus. So when signs and wonders take place, this glorifies Jesus. This brings glory to Jesus. Finally, worship. The Holy Spirit helps us to worship he helps us to worship john 4 23 and 24 it's the story of the woman at the well i believe it is yeah and this part here that says some of you are probably familiar with this that just says it talks about worship and it uses the word worship or worshipers in this particular text, it uses uses this word five times. And it says, But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers, that's one, shall worship, that's two, the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship for him. God is a spirit, and they that worship for must worship five him in spirit and in truth. So, <clears throat> this word worship is more than just lifting the hands. It's more than just singing a song. But this word worship involves the whole being of a person. All right? Every part is involved. And your worship is coming from your heart. So, real worship involves the mind. It involves the body. And it involves the spirit. It involves every part of your being. This word, it says that one who fell on the ground prostrate before a superior to worship or to collapse onto one's face or on one's knees in order to worship. So worship, we worship God through singing. We worship God through um, lifting our hands. We worship God through um you know with our heart and by what we say and in our actions are a worship unto god john fort i mean not john first corinthians 14 and 15 says it like this i like the way it says it we're going to read it here in the amplified bible so real worship involves the mind the body and the spirit so it's your whole part your whole being every part of you is focused on god and worshiping him so first corinthians 14 and 15 let me go there really quick so and i'm, I'm gonna read it from the amplified bible really fast As soon as I can pull it up. It's moving slow, slow, slow. 
Here we go. 1 Corinthians 14, 15. It says here, Then what am I to do? I will pray with the Spirit. So he's talking about the Spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me. And I will pray with the mind. Using words I understand. So his intellect. I will sing with the Spirit. There's a Spirit again. By the Spirit that is within me. And I will sing with the mind. Using words I understand. Talking about the intellect. So worship involves not just your spirit. But also your intellect as well. Alright. It involves that as well. And worship is not uh, just limited. Hold on. Hold on, let me do 1 Thessalonians uh, 23. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Let's go there. Hold on, really quick. Let's see what it says. I wrote it down, so let's go to it. And see what it says. A lot of times people don't want to worship. They like to praise, but they don't want to worship. 523 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, God wants, he deals with the whole man, the whole spirit, the soul, and the body. We are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a body. Your spirit is the real you. That's who you really, your spirit is, 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 is where the things of God are. It's your soul that's got the problem. And your soul, you have, your spirit has to convince your soul and then what your body does, it will respond. The battle is in the soul. It's in the mind, the mind, the will, the emotions. Okay. So when you understand that, it kind of makes a little more sense. Um, first Corinthians six. I'm kind of jumping around here, but I think this is the last scripture. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9, 19, 6 and 19. Let's go just a little further. I thought that said 9, but it said 19. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, and this will drive it on home. So remember, we are a spirit, have a soul, and we live in a body. So this is where it says, What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. So we are a temple. We are the church, the people. We are the church. All right, it's, it's not the building. We go there to worship or to assemble, but we are the church. So with that being said, we can worship at any time, not just in church. Yeah, we come together collectively and we worship together collectively, yes. But you can worship at home. You can worship in your car. <laughs> you can worship on your break at work, okay? So I remember when I was a, when I was a young girl that um, I remember that I was wanting to worship the Lord. And it's like during times of worship at church, I wanted to lift my hands, but I didn't see any of the other kids lifting hands. This is when I was like young, like 10, 9, 10 years old. 
I didn't see any of the other kids lifting their hands, but I had the urge to lift my hands. And so I was kind of just like, uh, you know, kids don't really do that. So I remember talking to my mom about it and she was like, whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you to do, that's what you do. And you step out and you just do it. So I just remember that I had to just take a big, bold leap of faith. And the first time I like lifted my hand in church, I was like, you know, wondering what, what are people going to think of me? You know, and all that kind of stuff. Cause I didn't see any of the other kids doing it. But then I just got to the point, look, bug it. I'm just going to worship the Lord because he's been so good. And that's what I did. So the Holy Spirit had to help me. He had to help me to worship. He showed me how to worship. So that now it's just an expression of my love for God that I don't care who's watching or who's looking that I'm going to that I worship him. And so, you know, it's important that we know and understand that you can worship God wherever you are. You can worship him. It has the Holy Spirit to show you how to worship, to lead you how to worship. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He is one that is just like Jesus he's not he's not different he is just like Jesus and he lives on the inside of us and if you partner with him and if you listen to him he will lead and guide you and he will not help you to navigate through these end times he'll help you to navigate so that you'll be prepared for whatever they got cooked up you'll be prepared and you will be ready. The greatest thing that you can have is not so much in physical supplies, but in these end times, you better have the presence of the Holy Spirit. You need to, you have to, it's just imperative that you have the presence of the Holy Spirit, that you have the leading of the Holy Spirit, that you know how to listen to God's voice because he's what's going to sustain us. He's what's going to keep us. So I hope that you've enjoyed this series on the Holy Spirit. This concludes this series uh, with this episode. So if you need to catch up, you may need to go back again and listen through again. Um, let me just end with a word of prayer. Father God, I thank you today. I thank you for those that are listening. I thank you, Father God, that the Holy Spirit is our helper. I thank you that the Holy Spirit is the permanent indweller that he is our coach that he is our guide that he teaches that he reveals that he convinces that he convicts that he testifies through us and to us that he helps us to worship that he reveals things to us that he reminds us he reminds us and father god i thank you today that you left the holy spirit here to help us in this earth and especially for these times these end times Father God, help us to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Help us to be sensitive to the nudging of the Holy Spirit. To be obedient. To listen and to be obedient. And I thank you, Father God, for what it is that you're doing in the lives of those that are following and that are listening. Father, I thank you for encouraging each and every heart. Wherever they may be, Father God. All over the world. Wherever they may be, Lord, because you love each and every one of your children. I thank you, Father God, that we have the promise and that we have the hope of knowing that we have the hope of knowing that, Lord, whatever comes, or whatever lies ahead, you're going to take care of us because we're your people. Father God, you be magnified, you be glorified in all of our lives. In the mighty matchless name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
Remember the words in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.